Hi, I'm Brian Wong from Crunch Comics, and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hello. Hello! I'm Hugh Ford. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 29 of the Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Monday the 3rd of September, and our guest this week is Brian from Crunch Comics. You read Brunch Comics? Brunch Comics? Brunch Comics. That oh, I've got it all good. wrong. It's all gone wrong. Crunch Comics is, Rachel? Uh, I do not. It's in Harris Arcade. I oh. have been in there, yes. I, I went to see oh, it when no, I did a bit on the Harris Arcade. It's good. It's quite cool Harris Arcade. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, if you enjoy our ramblings about Reading, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Friday morning. If you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. We're on Instagram, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can check out our new podcast index with all the major talking points on past shows at www.inyourarea.co.uk slash RRP index. Morning. Hello, Tom. Monday, isn't it? Monday. How do you feel? I'm feeling great. I'm having particularly good issues with the <laughs> internet at work today as well, so things are a little... It's, it's funny you talk about the internet. I have an agenda this morning. Um, I want to talk about um, people commenting on Facebook stories. Well, that's an excellent lead into that. <laughs> I don't know if that really works, but I'll, <laughs> I'll go with it. So, um, at some point last week, uh, Get Reading posted a story on... Uh, the Get Reading Facebook page, and it was about uh, Thames Tower near Reading Station, which we can see out of the window, sort of. It's the one that's had the big reef. Yeah, the terracotta recently. tiles, yes. Yeah. Um, it's right outside Reading Station, and it was recently sold to uh, a council. And the headline on the story caused a little bit of, um, uh, shall we say, a little bit of uh, chat. Mm. Um, a little bit of kind of um, arguments one way or the other. And the headline on the story was Reading's Thames Tower sold to council in £285 million deal. Now, from my point of view, I, I'm not one to comment or offer an opinion on something unless I know the facts about things. But what it seems is lots of people on this story in particular have um, gone straight in without reading the story and posted... Uh, comments such as um, why why a Reading Borough Council purchasing a building uh, when they can't afford to fill things like our old favourite potholes or um, social oh, housing or it all goes back to the potholes. <laughs> every every I think there's a new game, isn't there? Is painting it six... the IDR yeah. as discussed last week. There's there's six degrees of separation and something to do with everything leading to potholes. I'm sure that's Ooh. a new thing, yeah. but. Um, it just it just occurred to me, and I, I suppose I was reading some of the comments and thinking, well, the, the, the headline itself isn't particularly misleading, but what it's relying on is people actually going and reading the story and, and reading the full facts. Now, in the actual story itself, it does have the fact that it is, in fact, Spelthorne Borough Council that have purchased the, the building, and it's, and it's all very, very clear. But I guess, ultimately, um, as far as Get Reading goes, we need people to click through to our stories. So, and quite often you'll get people get get told that that sort of thing is clickbait. Well, again, a slight, a slight irritation of mine is that clickbait is when you how you, when you go to click on something and then the, the what you get from that piece of content isn't what you would necessarily expect or doesn't answer the yeah, question you the, thought. the like, headline gives you no information at all. Yeah. It's like a, que- a question. Yeah. And then... 
the story is very vaguely related to to that. Essentially, you you have to click on it to find any more information out. Whereas news headlines, yeah, give you enough. The aim of a news headline is to give you enough to to entice you into wanting to yeah. find out more about it. And yes, uh, you know, um, we normally well, you know, the story specifies it's not Reading Council. Um, it's a council in Surrey, Spelthorne, which has got this £285 million borrowed from the government for investment in business portfolios to generate income that it's not getting from the government. And that is a fairly basic principle. I know they've done similar things in Reading with buildings in the town centre, yeah. um, unspecified buildings, um, to generate income. And it's about getting money to fund services not directly from the government. Um and yes, with this, I wrote the story and feel <laughs> I made it quite clear who the council was, where the money had come from, and what they had uh, bought. But yeah, if, um, if people don't don't then read anything other than the headline, and but then feel they, they are qualified <laughs> enough to opine on that just reading the headline, then that's a difficult yeah. situation. I guess I guess what we don't want to do is put anybody off having an opinion or commenting on anything. I just it, it's very, very easy to just see a headline and, and very quickly comment on it when, you know, I think sometimes having a read is is can only be a good thing really and trying to understand who it is, what it is. I mean, admittedly, quite a lot of the comments, especially the Facebook comments, are actually just simply saying, "Read the story," yeah. um, which I think is which I think is very fair. But I just think there seems to be a, a bit of a culture where you see something and then you just immediately uh, react, react yeah. to it, particularly where um, particularly where news is uh, when where, where news stories are are, are um, specifically targeted. I think it just seems to be a, a bit of a strange thing to to do to to comment on something without having actually read. What it is you're you're commenting on? I don't I don't really <laughs> I don't understand why 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 you would do that. But, yeah, but, but, yeah, it, but it but it happens. It does. Mm. Is that quite a standard thing that happens then with the how the the council have bought this property that to generate money? That's something that happens. Yeah, quite it's, a lot, it's, is it? it's it's a recent thing, isn't it? With councils. Um, councils are losing huge amounts of money from government funding, um, but the government has then suggested this kind of policy where they borrow money to buy essentially private essentially councils become the landlord to private private formerly privately owned mm. um, buildings and then generate income from rent rents um, from there and uh, reading the comments from the councils in Surrey they're all they're all for this they think it's a good idea and it's 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 a bit odd to me that someone a council in Surrey um, can buy properties in Reading, um, mm. you know it's a free market yeah. and all that. But it, it's it's quite innovative for the for a well, it's not a big council, it's a um, it's a sort of borough council, I think, um, to be to be that kind of far uh, wide reaching in in its attempts to generate income. Um, the as far as I know, all the purchases in Reading by Reading Borough Council have been in Reading, so. Um, for someone not in Reading, not even near Reading, um, to to target this particularly, it's a very smart office. Imagine the rents are very high. Yes, um, it's quite innovative, and you have to keep an eye on it to 
they'll, they'll, they will presumably reveal at some point how what, what sort of money they're making out of out of it because they'll either the opposition there will get hold of it if it turns out they're losing <laughs> money or they'll want to uh, pat themselves on the back yeah. to promote their spending. So, um, so it's reliant on them making sure they lease all the office space or whatever out to make sure they've got the money coming back in. I believe so, yeah. Um, I believe so, yeah. And, um, the Thames Tower's not quite... It's, it's pretty full, but I don't think it's totally full. Yeah, we do regularly see stuff coming in yeah, about how... Is the restaurant still at the top or not? Oh, I don't know. That's a very good question. Because you've got a couple of... There's a prep down the bottom and, and there's a couple of other bits down the We've bottom. We've got a story today about an architect firm setting up in there. So it's getting there. You don't expect it to fill up all in one go. So No. But... Um, You'd hope that the finance people at the council in Surrey would know what they're doing and they're not wasting huge amounts of money on buying a half-empty office in Reading that's going to make a loss for them. So we will True. keep an eye on it. We, um, I will make friends with the people at Spelthorne Council who are dealing with it and um, get an update as and when as and when they are revealed to so we can follow this. And if um, uh, you know if they have to sell it, then, yeah, then. We we have we have partners in Surrey who can follow this story on our behalf. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we we'll get them tuned into it. But it's an Love interesting it. idea, um, and as the as we know, as we've covered on many occasions, the money from central government is uh, going down and down and down, and so councils have to find other ways of generating income. Um, and this is one of the more innovative ones, and if. We'll keep an eye out for Reading doing similar things outside the borough. Thanks, Hugh. Um, shoehorned a little bit of thought explains it all in there. Um, yeah. But we just thought we did. We thought we'd squeeze one in. Um, anyway, on to what we've liked this week. Uh, so this week, I have liked, and I've checked. I'm allowed to use this, even though strictly it's not in Reading. It was a rigorous checking process, which Close just went. Enough. Have you got anything else? The answer was no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this weekend, I went to Bunk Fest in Wallingford. Oh, the famous bunk bed show. Uh, no, it's oh. where you go to learn to bunk off school. Oh. No. It's not. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, we practiced that. Oh, the last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, a family festival. It's a free event. Um, there's a big like a recreation ground in the town where they have a huge uh, stage at the front and there's uh, lots of beer tents, craft stalls and stuff. And then all around the town centre is uh, pedestrianised for it so that all the pubs have got live acts going yep. on. Uh, there's a lot of Morris dancers, which they freak me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they're quite impressive. And... Um, Apparently, there was 15,000 people there on Saturday. So it's a a big thing. Um, And I'm glad we went back because we went last year on the Sunday. Uh, It was very rainy and we kind of looked and went, yeah, I can see see this has got potential, but I'm not having a lovely time. (laughs) Uh, So we went back on Saturday. It was a a group of friends and uh, there were... uh, a lot of local ales. Oh, this sounds right on my street. Yep. So I was uh, may have had one or two or several. There's uh, a collaboration between the Loddon Brewery yep. and uh, Loose Cannon. Oh yes, Brewery, they're from which, Abingdon. Oh, oh, you know. There you them. go. 
So they collaborate which... to do Bunkfest Pale. Right. Which was very tasty. And um, there was lots of live music. We stayed watching the main stage mostly, but there was uh, one band in particular that... Uh, Tom, you would have loved it. <laughs> that you could not help but throw some really big shapes. And Excellent. they were called Mr. T and the Minions. Oh, well. So it's covering several age groups there as well. You know, the, the classic, <laughs> the classic a- 18 Mr. generation yeah. and the yeah. Minion generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got all bases covered. It's quite folky stuff. So yeah. maybe it's not the normal sort of music that perhaps I'd listen to, but it was so much fun. Really high energy. Yeah. Loads of people dancing. Uh, yeah, I just, I had such a lovely time. That's why <laughs> I said, I'm talking about that. Fine, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not in Reading. <laughs> so it's on every year. It's dead easy to get to, isn't it? Wallet, oh, really. uh, it's, not, it's not like 15, 20 minutes, but there's a bus yeah. from the town centre. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Is that a Reading bus, perhaps? I don't think it is. Oh. Oh. I, I don't think they go Hashtag to Waterford. I used to get stuck behind a very slow, old, dirty one. bus when oh. I lived. I lived near Wallingford, and um, I used to curse it. <laughs> I, just, I think it goes it, all the way to Oxford. So oh, okay. Yeah. It did it's a, like the Thames. I think it's Thames. Thames bus travel. Is that what Thames cruise. Let's throw out a few. Yeah, just throw out some bus companies. Generic bus names. It's a green bus. Okay. Yeah. Green Bus Company, good. Yes. Okay, they're, they're always good. <laughs> it just occurred to me last week we did manage to shoehorn in a mention of Reading Buses, which we always like to do. Oh. Uh, um, Hugh. Yes, well, I, I have been mingling with royalty this week. As, um, as you do frequently. Absolutely, yes. Um, completely unintentionally. Um, I was, this is also not in Reading quite, but it's been <laughs> close to Reading, it's just the other side of Caversham. I was playing golf, which I have taken up a game. As I ascend into becoming middle-aged, um, I've taken up golf, and um, I am absolutely terrible at it. I would urge anyone who's young, who's listening, who's interested in golf, to take it up when they're young, rather than when they're in their late 30s, <laughs> because learning how to play golf is really quite hard. When you and, um, uh, We were playing at a place called the Badgemore uh, Golf Club, which is in... Um, just out it's sort of between Cavisham and Henley that way if anyone knows where Grey's Green Cricket Ground is it's just down the road from there and we were doing a we were hitting hit a few balls um, we were about to tee off and one of the staff came and said just to make you aware um, if you could go in this direction around the course because the back nine of the course is being uh, occupied by the King of Ghana and Lo and behold, we looked behind him and we saw a lot of people whizzing about in buggies. <laughs> Obviously, his security entourage. Yeah. And um, I've looked up his name. It is Otumfuo Osei Tutu II. Uh-huh. Um, he is the King of Ghana. And he was, for reasons unknown, he was having a quick round of golf um, at the the place that we were playing at as well we didn't encounter him again so oh, I was he, going to ask if he'd had a pint in the clubhouse with no him we did after. not get a selfie no. <laughs> uh, sadly um, our round took because we're so bad yeah. our round our 18 holes took a really really long time like how long um, it was f- at least four hours uh, which oh. in golf terms is 
quite a long time. A lot of time was spent looking for balls <laughs> in, in the rough or walking very short distances because we hit the ball. We didn't hit yeah. the ball properly. And so... Um, See, I, so it took quite a long time. It was quite warm as well. Yeah, it was warm. Yeah, it been hot. Um, but we uh, we had a nice time, and golf is quite still quite fun, even if you're really really <laughs> bad at it, like like I am. Um, and it's quite good exercise golf as well. It's actually. a lot of walking. I suppose, yeah, it's, it? physically it's not very demanding yeah. to hit the ball. But there's, if you're really bad at golf, there's a lot <laughs> of walking because good golfers hit the ball in a straight line. Yeah. Bad golfers hit the ball diagonally. And so instead of walking in a straight line <laughs> up the fairway, you zigzag. <laughs> and then you spend a lot of time walking very short distances up and down looking for the ball as well. So uh, I did 17,000 steps. Wow. Yeah, during my round yesterday. <laughs> Um, that's about six miles it's about, it about yeah it's more than that it was, it was 10.2 kilometres I believe wow um, that's a lot of zigzags yeah, yeah I know and yeah, it was, yeah it's, it's, I, golf, I golf drives me crazy because I have played golf a few times but I would never profess to be any sort of athlete or really much good at most sports but generally if I go and try a sport for the first time generally there's a small improvement between the first time I when I start to when I finish golf I was just routinely rubbish all the way through the entire round yeah. of golf and I just got no enjoyment out of it because I was trying to look at the angles and everything and nothing was working and it was just yes. getting more and more frustrated so uh yes 17,816 steps and 10.8 kilometers um which <laughs> wow. is about between six and seven miles I think mm-hmm. um, which is it's quite a lot it's you're looking for for confirmation I've got no idea it was also um, <laughs> quite a lot more than the guys I was playing with <laughs> so, so I take myself to physical extremes when I play golf um, oh, I used to love but, a round of golf I haven't played for ages I was about on a par with you oh, excuse the pun there. on a par yeah, yeah. par with you yeah, well, when you get into the swing of it, no, oh. you're, still, oh you're still really bad. Um, but it, it, it's not an easy game, and it's not a cheap game either. You have to, have, you, you could end up spending quite a lot of money on it if you yeah. wanted to, like, <laughs> um, having lessons and buying, buying the supersonic golf clubs with uh, GPS on them and stuff like that, which costs about four hundred quid. Wow, um, which is all right if you're the king of Ghana, but certainly not if. Uh, what you need is some balls with the GPS in it, so you can find yeah. them in the rough. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Or, uh, balls I can maybe control in the air. <laughs> set a new, you can set a destination on them to land on the green. Um, but, uh, yeah, good fun. Interesting experience. Um, and mixing with... Royalty. With royalty, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't notice if he... Um, I couldn't see... I imagine he did, but whether he, he had to adhere to the dress code like the rest of us... Um, <laughs> I, I would I would think either way to be honest. I didn't see whether he's wearing jeans or not, which is which is a no no on most golf courses. My like is I actually went to Reading this weekend, so my like this week is um, we went down to the Thirsty Bear on Friday, which is where the on Kings Road, which is where the Winford Arms used to be, oh, yeah. and they do some really really great pizzas. We had uh, we had an uptown pizza, which is pulled pork, bacon, caramelised onion, mozzarella, barbecue sauce, spring onion, pickled onion, and brushed crust. There's a lot of onion, but it was really 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 oh, really meat. good. A lot of uh, yeah, it was it was really good though, really really good, really quite big as well. It's a 16 inch pizza, which um, is a lot bigger than. 
you, I think you kind of realise it was absolutely enormous. We had one between each, one between us, which was good. Oh, okay. it, was, it was sensible. Um, I think the other one we had, we basically did like a half and half. I'm just trying to remember what the other one was. I'm pretty sure it was the meat packing district, which uh, is bacon, pepperoni, sliced meatball, Cumberland sausage, ham, mozzarella, grated cheese, parsley, tomato sauce, and mozzarella. That was good. Seriously full afterwards. But it was it was good. It was nice to sort of walk down. So the... you just said we had we shared it. We had yeah, half. we shared yeah half each. But then you had a, another one. No, 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 no. You could do half and half like you can at, at, oh, the, at the takeaway pizza restaurants. But it was good. And I think on Monday night they do a um, all you can eat for a tenner, which is quite cool. I thought you were doing a bit of a like a Marjorie Dawes. It's half as many calories, so you can have twice as much. <laughs> no, coke. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. It was, it was really nice, really nice to go down there. And sort of, you almost forget that little part of town on the King's Road because there's a couple of pubs down there. There's there's the new Biscuit and Barrel opposite. There's um, Outlook. Out, the, out, the Outlook, which used to be Copa, which we used to go to all the time, yeah. which was cool. I went there quite recently. It was, it was good. Yeah, so there's a, there's a few little places down there. Back which of are quite Beyond. Nice. Back of Beyond as well, yeah. You, you know, you have a couple of nice little drinks down there. And a lot of them back onto the river as well, yeah, which is do. quite quite pleasant. So... That was my like this week. Very, uh, very short. I've sharp. not been there yet. Quite That's worth a visit, I would say. Yeah, I've been there. It's pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, we again have no four explains it all, although we sort of did. But now we are going to have a little bit of fun doing facts about Reading. Oh, this bit makes me nervous. It's all right. We've got facts. We don't Sorry. have to make any up. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to know any. I've got a book. Oh, this is. Oh, this we've is got a book. I've right. got a book. Oh, okay. excellent book. Shall we, um, Go on, then. shall we get on with it? Okay, so last week I put out a tweet slash Facebook slash Instagram uh, regarding, um, I wanted to find out what people knew about Reading. And um, I just said, what's the best fact you know about Reading? And um, having put that out, Hugh came back to us with a booklet called Around Reading in 99, also brackets, facts. Which I thought was quite cool. So I wanted to, um, I just thought it, was, I thought it was quite interesting because we often talk about stuff that happens that's happened in Reading we talk about the town and I just was after trying trying to find some sort of quirky fact so we'll just do a little bit on this but I got a couple of responses um one and I've not verified any of these so I'm assuming that people are not taking the mick um but one of them uh, is from at Zoe on pop uh she says Reading once had the most frequent bus service in Europe do you know which bus that was 17. Purple 17. Boom, straight in there. As I say, I've not verified this fact. I I assume that is correct. I think there's a lot of them. There are loads. Andy Gilpin, who is at Andy underscore Gilpin, um, said it was the birthplace of the impressive culinary empire that is the little chef. Now, I noticed this fact was in in around Reading in 99 or so facts, which Which means it's 100% true. First ever little chef was open on Basingstoke Road in Reading in 1958. It had just 11 seats. Oh. And microwavable omelettes, presumably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Jamie B underscore B says it's the home of the longest running music festival in the world. Now we assume this is Reading Festival. Not Bunkfest. Not Bunkfest, no, oh. because that's in Oxfordshire. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, when did the Reading Festival start? It was A very 70s? good question. Uh, 
<laughs> you might have to just do a little bit of Google. Oh, I Google, but I've run, out of, I've run out of both. Uh, Our internet is down. Um, I've run out of battery on my phone, so absolutely no idea. Sounds likely. Yes. I think we're saying I think that sounds we'll quite likely. So, um, Hugh being the one in control of the book, uh, we have asked him to pick out some of his favourite facts about Reading. And we might maybe do a fact a week from this book, I think. Because there are 99. So Also. It does say also. Also, yeah. Yeah. Have you counted them? Ish. No. <laughs> but that, that could get, keep us going for nearly, nearly two years. Yes. So it could well, it could well world be. World-class content at our fingertips. How much was this booklet and where can we get it from? Uh, it was part of the Reading Year of Culture in 2016. And we were given it. Okay. Um, I don't know if it still exists. Oh, it coffee says on £1.50 pound, pound on it on the front. From yeah. Reading Borough Libraries. I can't say for definite you can still get it in Reading Borough Libraries, well, but that's where I'd go if I wanted to look. Hopefully not, because then that means that this is totally niche, unique content. Yeah. Okay. If this is the only copy. <laughs> and you've got tea on it. Good. And I've got... And probably some dinner. There's like chocolate on Actually, it's like blood. Um, anyway. Right, make it a good one, Hugh, for right, the first one. Right, so the first one... Um, is a nice little quirky bit. Go on. Reading's first fire station was on St Mary's Butts. However, on the 15th of February 1945, it burned down. Oh no. Which must have been a little bit embarrassing for the... um, Do we know know why it burned down? It caught fire. (laughs) Okay. Smart (laughs) Another interesting fact, the first ever text message was sent from Reading on December the 3rd, 1992 by Neil Papworth, I believe it, and this would, this would work because it was in December 1992. It said "Merry Christmas." Oh, but I would need to check that. But I, I'm fairly confident it said that. Why? Why was that in Reading? Why was it Reading? Yeah. Um, because Reading is a hub of forward-thinking research. Even back in 1992, I don't know why it was in Reading. If anybody knows why the first text message was sent from Reading in 1992, we'd love to hear from you. And what else have we got? This is a cool one, yes. This is one that that I liked. That uh, Two blokes um, from Liverpool, you might have heard them, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, worked behind the bar in the Fox and Hounds in Caversham in, 19, in 1960 and played the gig a gig there as the Nurk Twins <laughs> <laughs> which is an excellent fact I think the uh, the seeds of the Beatles being sown in, uh, in, in Caversham I believe uh, the Fox and Hounds uh, is quite uh, does does do a lot on that that fact doesn't it I think they uh, do yes. have a you would wouldn't you yes they do yeah they've got a bit of artwork yeah up Beatles related, yes. but it is—it's uh, a good, a good pub. It's a good, There's a lot yeah. of different gins. Yeah. Ooh. In there. You got one more for one us, more. You? Yes. Um, this is a good one. There was a castle in Reading built in the 12th century. A castle. A castle, yeah. but no one knows where it was. <laughs> I, can most, I guess? Can I have a guess? Well, we were Castle Hill. Well, Ooh. what it says is the most plausible sites are near the Abbey or Castle Hill, which. Yeah. Logically, yeah. would make sense. Um, Castle right, yeah. Hill being called Castle Hill yeah. and the Abbey being very old. Do you imagine the traffic lights were there then? What back in yeah, back in the probably. Uh, 12th century? People were probably yeah. just going, shaking their fists at the sky while sitting on their horses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, yes, this book is very, very good. Uh, should we do some uh, some urban myths? Go on, do one more. One, one urban myth. Um, let's have a quick look. I'm doing this on the hoof. Um, good link back to the previous one about yeah. horses. Good. Get good at this. Uh, yes, this famous one about Queen Victoria. Everyone's probably heard this one, but I like it anyway. Queen Victoria hated Reading, and that's why her statue faces away from, away from the town. Oh, really? Yes, apparently it's nonsense, though, because she never actually came to Reading, unless she just really, really hated it. <laughs> hated the sound of it that much. And it spelt like Reading. Um, it back then, it would have been, Oh, no, it still would have been... But it is, thought, it is thought that this isn't true, because the only time she would have ever come near Reading is if she'd been on a train through the town. So oh, okay. there's probably another reason why... Um, the statue faces away from the town. Cool. Thanks, you. That's an excellent fact about Reading. We will have another fact about Reading for you next week. Now it's time for us to have a quick chat with Brian from Crunch Comics. Hi, I'm Brian Wong from Crunch Comics, and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Hey everybody, I am here in Crunch Comics in Harris Arcade with Brian Wong. Hello, hello. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? Good, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I know you're a little bit nervous about being on our podcast. Um, you, when, I, when we first came in, you said to me, uh, it feels like something my wife would tell me I have to do. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it still feels like something that my wife feels that I should do, yes. <laughs> so, um, tell me a little bit about the comic store, comic book store. Is it comic book store or comic store? Uh, I don't think there's really any difference. It's the same sort of thing. It sells <laughs> comics, yes. So, yes, comics. some people call them comics, com- comic books, same difference. And you have a lot of uh, like merchandise as well around yeah. around the comics and stuff? In yeah, here. yeah. And... Um, can I ask, on the right-hand side, we've got these things called Pop. Yes. Now, in HMV, sorry to mention another <laughs> retailer, they had four shelves of these yep. things. What are they? They are incredibly popular. They're Pop vinyls. So, right. yes, I think it's based on, well, it's not based on the Japanese kind of, is it Chiba? Where you have a big head and right. big eyes and yeah. they're very cutesy, um, but yeah, they're immensely popular. So they're based on virtually any kind of franchise that you can imagine. You have um, <laughs> comic book um, pop vinyls, you've got WWE pop vinyls, you have they've made ones about classic movies, they've got Baywatch, haven't they? Baywatch, oh, really? Godfather oh, God. uh, pop vinyls. What okay. do they do? Some of them just stand there and some have little bobbly heads. So yeah, they look good. Okay. And yeah, they're... they look good, and they're, they're cutesy. So some people absolutely love them, and it's that collectability thing, okay. isn't there? If you've got one, you have to have them all, sort of thing. Okay. I, okay. Fine. I, I just feel like Not I needed your thing. to. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I collected football stickers when I was yeah, a kid, absolutely. or I uh, was it Pogs was the big thing at one Pogs. point. Okay, you, had, yeah. you had Pogs that came out. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. As a kid, I guess you you copied, but I just I was just astounded. I'd never heard of them when I went into this other store. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they sell in immensely well. I mean, the, um, when you go to comic conventions, you have stores literally selling nothing else yeah. wow. other than pop vinyls. And then when you add, as with any sort of collector's 
item. They have chase figures, which are rarer variants. So they're right. one in ten. They only make one in ten or one in twenty <laughs> of them, one in a hundred of them. Um, and those ones are like highly desirable. So. <laughs> do do you get it? Do I get it? it I, it's a collector's thing. It's um, yeah. it's a it's a basic human instinct to to want something. <laughs> so whatever you know, whatever is your is your thing. Whatever you collect, I don't know like you said, trading yep. cards, football yep. stickers. Yep. Pop vinyls, <laughs> comics, you know, whatever it is. People will collect stuff. It's a human nature thing, isn't I, it? I've currently had to wean myself off collecting football shirts from the clubs oh, and yeah. grounds that I go to. Oh, I've right, gone back okay. down to scarves, but okay. even that's starting to get a little bit out of hand. Okay. So I'm not sure I needed the Bradford City scarf when I went up there recently. So, you know, um, we keep that one away from the wife. So, um, so to tell me a little bit about the store. You, okay. you were saying to me before we yeah. started recording, you've been here for about 20 months. Yeah. Um, what what like was that. the reason? Why, why did you decide to open a comic book store? Um, yeah, that's yeah. good question. Um, so, yeah, we opened in January 2017, um, and it was a mixture of things. Um, yeah, the short answer is a midlife crisis. <laughs> I, turned, I was turning 40, and I wanted to do something... Yeah, one I wanted to do something um, that I was excited about. Yeah, you know, yes, I was um, had a good job, very well paid, uh, but I wanted to do something that really made me excited. Um, and yeah, there was that whole thing about trying to recreate something that you had as a child. You know, when you really, really looked forward to something yeah. that you're really excited yeah. about as a child, uh, as a teenager, and that and that for me was comics. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, opened up the store in 2017. Yeah. So, you, and you said to me that Reading hasn't had a comic book no, store since for no, maybe ten years. Yeah, about a decade. Yeah, and the a town the size of Reading has got loads of stuff culturally. We've got Reading um, Festival. It's a huge town, and to not have a comic store was something that I thought was missing. When I I moved here about 12 years ago, I think now, um, and yeah, not to have a comic store I thought was just yeah <laughs> crazy, crazy. So, what did you do? What did you do before? Oh, uh, so yeah, I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, completely different. I was, uh, yeah, I did lots of different jobs in the pharmaceutical industry. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, no, a lovely job, lovely people. Uh, it just, there was something missing. Yeah. Just something missing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, comic books uh, have all be, and, and, and related uh, things have all become really quite popular in the last few years through, do you think, the Marvel franchise? Yeah. Um, there's obviously other franchises as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where do you think it all started? Where, where do you think this real sort of acceptance of, of comic books and, and, and comics and, and, and superheroes came in? When did, when did that start? Do you know? Do you know? Um, well, I think there's a whole generation of comic book fans um, that grew up reading a lot of the quality material that came out in the 1980s. So you had people um, creating, like Frank Miller and yep. Alan Moore, creating really good uh, superhero stories. And people started to realise, I suppose, that comics weren't just for kids and teenagers um and that generation of people have grown up uh and technology has sort of uh, correspondingly advanced yeah. at the same time so they've reached that age where they are in you know creative positions of power yeah. to develop these movies and and i think the storylines are always there the storylines are always strong the characters are always strong um in terms of yeah they're not just well i, I don't think they're two-dimensional and i think that has resonated with people you know look at the black panther movie you know i think it's it is a superhero movie but also as a movie about family about yeah. responsibility about you know making decisions and regretting them those sorts of things um the storylines are there i don't think necessarily yes it's in the genre of superheroes and that adds a different flavor <laughs> but i think 
you know the quality of the story yeah. writing is there i think that has helped um but i think it's a whole generation of people who have grown up on on good comics graphic novels from like the 1980s who are now in positions to yeah. make the movies uh, and bring a whole new generation of people into this does, does that affect the people that come into the store Do, have you got a lot of new fans that you, that's, that that's an interesting in? question I am um, surprisingly not for movies that make billions of pounds <laughs> I think a lot of people um, tend not to be interesting there are some yeah absolutely yeah. There, there are teenagers and, and children who are really into the movies and would like to know more and would like to know some of the backstory and where did they get those elements of that yeah. story where did Thanos come from who invented who started writing Thanos stories for instance um, but yeah it's, it's surprisingly little I think a lot of people are quite happy being entertained on yeah. a Saturday going to cinema watching a movie <laughs> and, and waiting for the next um, Marvel Cinematic Universe presentation they're not really worried about the comics um but there are a few and i'm hoping yeah these people will you know yeah love it as much as yeah. i do yeah so so how did you get how did your love of comic books come um to pass? yeah so i started reading comics when i was about eight nine ten um i picked up uh, an old iron man i think it was issue uh, maybe 270 iron man versus this um villain called Goliath who you know grows up into a, a yeah. huge giant basically <laughs> um, uh, and then I picked up a few kind of those British annuals which collected yeah uh, you got them at Christmas didn't you, you got, yeah and they collected yeah. some stories and so there was a Spider-Man um, story of him versus the vulture and um, it was just those yeah the artwork was incredible the storylines I was just at the right sort of age to, yeah. to get into it um, and yes, your tastes change. And there's lots of other comics out there, not just the superhero genre. There's lots of sort of independent comic yeah. books. Um, and uh, yeah, I forgot to mention, actually, yeah. Um, there's a graphic novel that's been short, long-listed for the Booker Prize, hasn't there? So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not, yeah, I think it's, it's like any medium. There is a whole spectrum of material out there. So, yeah, you might get started on yeah. your Superman and your Spider-Man. But, yeah, <laughs> you can continue reading comics forever. So let's just talk about the store itself. Um, yes. It's quite a small little unit, isn't it? Um, yes. How many, how many comic books do you have in here, would you say, in, in overall? That's a... Strange question, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I should probably do a proper stock take. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's at least yeah, at least thousands, like five, ten thousand comics in here, probably. Wow. Yeah, probably. Um, probably too many, as anyone who comes to the store will attest. Yeah. But it, it's it's quite well laid out. There's there's plenty of space, plenty of people, plenty of space yeah, for people to browse. Pl yeah, places for people to browse. And I, I do like the idea that it's something that can catch your eye almost in any direction that you yeah. go. So, yeah, that might not be to some people's taste. Some people might say, oh, I was a bit... Um, overcrowded but for me <laughs> i do like the idea there's yeah there's there's a goodie or trinket in every corner yeah so and i'm just looking behind me you've yeah. got um you've got a couple of shelves full of all sorts of different comic books yeah and um, i probably should have prefixed this whole thing by saying that i know nothing about comic books at all um but um you've got recently released so there's, yeah. is there, there's a new comic book day is that yeah, a thing yeah. yeah brand new comic book day so new comic book day comes out um, all, all new comics come out on a Wednesday yeah um, most comics are a monthly thing yeah um, sometimes they come out every two weeks but each week there's new content so it might be one title one week then another title another week and it goes on a cycle yeah. of every month uh, yeah so yeah I got my delivery in yesterday for new comic book day today and there's people queuing up outside we've had a couple of people queue <laughs> popping in already yeah, waiting outside yeah yeah everyone's keen for their new comics absolutely yes. so what what would you say is what two two questions then what's yes. your favorite at the moment what one are you what are you enjoying um, and what, 
What are you enjoying, and maybe what would you recommend to anyone who was th- who'd heard this and gone right? I'm going to get down there. Uh, yeah, no, Batman's very good. The current Batman run, uh, which is very obvious, it's written by Tom King. Um, there's interesting stuff he's doing. So everyone, well, not everyone, people in the comics world would have heard about his uh, planned wedding with Catwoman, which didn't actually materialise. But I think the storylines that Tom King is coming up with yeah. are immensely good. Um, and I would recommend people approach some of the indie stuff um, because there's lots of good ideas coming out from some of the smaller publishers not necessarily Marvel or DC but there's there's always interesting stuff and they have the license to almost do anything yeah because they're doing on a smaller print run there's less risk they'll just Mm. throw it out there and what what would you say is your best-selling comic Uh, yeah Batman's very very popular yeah Um, surprisingly Superman isn't uh, and surprisingly Spider-Man isn't at the moment but it's Batman that seems to catch people's Interest. Is that, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm thinking, is uh-huh. that anything to do with the Lego Batman movie? Do you think? <laughs> uh, possibly, but there's that whole thing about he doesn't have superpowers as such, yeah. um, and there's a kind of gritty realness that people like about him. Superman's a little bit too nice for some people. Uh, okay, yeah. And Spider-Man, yeah. the iterations of Spider-Man have changed over the years. So Peter Parker's grown up in the comics, um, yeah. and people don't necessarily prefer that anymore. Okay, so let's, let's just talk about Reading. So the town that you've lived mm-hmm. in for for twelve years, mm-hmm. so roughly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what do, you, what do you love about Reading? Um, it's it's a fantastic place. It's got everything that you need, and it's got the f- it's almost got the feel of a bigger place, but it's it's in a and and it's in a nicely mm. kind of created space, I suppose. Um, and it's weird. I suppose it's just grown into home. Yeah, I, I yeah. lived all over the country, but yeah, Reading's grown into home. So yeah. Where, where's your where's your favourite place to go outside of your own your own store and, and aside from your own home? Um, um, I do. I went to the Abbey Ruins actually recently. They're lovely. I, yeah. I hadn't realised what a big space wasn't was closed off. Yeah. I suppose I had I hadn't realised that um, that was there almost. But yeah, that's lovely. Fulbury Park's lovely as well. It's very. It's a nice kind of oasis. Yeah, in the kind of central a bit Relaxed away yeah, from yeah, yeah from, the bustle. From, yeah, um, and yeah, from a food perspective, there's a lot of nice places. And then the food markets that come in on the Wednesday and yeah. Friday. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> do, do you do the little like they used to do in the old sitcoms? You, do you just turn the little note around back yeah, in yeah, five minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in five. I've got Brilliant. that. Yeah, change. We'll be we'll be back in about ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> while I go for a, a cheeky burger or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, they're great on yeah, yeah, yeah. the Wednesday one and the, the Friday yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. We, we love going down to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, my last question. Mm. Um, tell us something we might not know about you. Oh yeah, no, you asked. <laughs> you asked lots of questions, and I'm thinking, no, there's nothing that exciting. I think, um, yeah, there's nothing that exciting. Just a regular guy open up in a comic shop, and yeah, doing something he loves. Yeah. That do you know what? That's 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 wonderful. I think if we could all get to a point in a in a job role that we were doing something we love, I think we'd all yeah, be yeah, life's happy. too short. Yeah, yeah, life's too short. Yeah. Do something that you yeah you're passionate about. So uh, just just to finish off, where where are you located? So this is Harris Arcade. Yeah. You're in the middle of yeah. Harris Arcade. Yeah, we're number unit number six uh, of Harris Arcade. So yeah, if you don't know Harris Arcade, um, look it up on the internet. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dead it's, easy. It's in the centre of town. It's it's and it's an amazing hub of indie stores. So yeah. you come down here, you can get a nice beer, you can yeah. get a, your comic, and you can go and get Some uh, a couple of records. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and when are you open? Uh, we're open from Tuesday to Saturday from 10am till 5pm. Brian Wong, thank you very much for having Thanks us. Thanks so much, Tom. Cheers. Thank you. Hi, I'm Brian Wong from Crunch Comics, and you're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.
Now it's time for everybody's favourite part of the podcast. It's the random question. And, Rach, I know you get a bit nervous about the random question. Just a little bit. Because you don't get to prepare. Fear of the unexpected, yeah. <laughs> so Pick a good one. Yeah, pick a good one, Hugh. Um, as, as Rachel picked it last week, we'll let yeah. Hugh go. Hugo. Hugo. Oh, Hugh puns. Hugh'd have thought it. Never funny. Hugh'd have thought that would happen. School trip. School trip. Oh. My favourite school trip. A memorable school trip. Into Reading. Anywhere. Or anywhere. While you were at school in Reading. Okay. Fair? Yep. Need time? No. Do you want to go first then, Rach? Uh, yeah, okay. Go on then, let's go. So, uh, I went to Chilton Edge. Oh, yeah. In Sonning Common. Uh, uh, how old would we have been? 14, maybe? And we went to Kilvrew, which is in South Wales, I believe. Right. Which is like an outdoor activity centre place. Uh, and it was brilliant. We did abseiling and obstacle courses and potholing which actually thinking back on it was terrifying <laughs> and I would not do that now I don't think there was spaces to squeeze well actually I probably wouldn't fit through those spaces now <laughs> if I'm honest but uh, there was the washing machine and the elephant's bum oh nice, oh, very, nice. Yeah. Yeah, a narrow crevice I believe <laughs> uh, yeah it was brilliant and Whenever I'm talking to friends' kids and they're off on school trips, I'm always like, I went to Kilbrew, are you going to Kilbrew? No, we're going to Swanage. Yeah. It's not going to be as good as Kilbrew. Of course not. No. I mean, Swanage is great, but... Even my mum went there as well when she was uh, at school. Oh, cool. So I think it's, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, Hugh's just held up a note to me that suggests we've perhaps done school trips before. However... Oh. However, I've got a different one for the last one. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, it's very similar to Rachel's actually. We went to, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was in Shropshire and it was one of these outdoor um, outdoor activities uh, centres and um, I've got a few few memories of it. Um, one of which was, it was the 1994 Football World Cup <laughs> in America that was going on. And we were, we were involved in a very unpleasant and competitive football match against another school who was staying there which was getting a little bit tasty <laughs> shall we say and um, this, it was interrupted by the chef from uh, from the um, from the centre running out from the kitchen and going yeah yeah like sinking to his knees and it was because Nigeria had scored against Spain and um, and uh, he was celebrating the demise of the Spaniards he was Irish I think um, <laughs> But he just particularly liked to World Cup upset, and uh, um, that that was one memory. Another memory I have is doing a high ropes course, and um, you know, like a zip wire sort of thing. Yeah. But you had to pull yourself along, and instead of a, a zip wire, in that you were you were um, you would sit on a seat and kind of whiz down. This one was like a bag. Oh, right. It's like a harness almost. And you sat sideways and you had to pull yourself along sideways with your legs just hanging beneath you from a tree. Not your legs <laughs> hanging from a tree. The, obviously, the, um, 
the, uh, the the ropes were attached to a tree. It's just really weird. I just remember this really being in this really weird position where you're sort of leaning backwards, pulling yourself along, sort of swinging from side to side, and thinking, "This is this is a bit weird." Um, <laughs> it's giving me the willies thinking about it, to be honest. And um, the there was another there was another thing. There was something there was something underground undergroundy as well, which you had to do, which you had to do in the. Um, in the dark, which was also quite alarming, but I just remember it was one of those sort of like the whole year went yeah. pretty much. So it was a sort of coming of age um, thing in year seven at school, and it was really it was really cool, and still gets talked about now <laughs> with other anecdotes that I can't remember and probably doubt happened <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, that was it at the Willick School in uh, Burfield where we went. We went Mom. to everyone went to Shropshire, so when we the years below could all talk about their Shropshire experience as well which was it was quite cool generally I think I went twice I think I went the next year as well because that good <laughs> thank you uh, thank you Rachel for your uh, contributions to uh, the random question this week and um, if you're enjoying our prattlings about Reading and if you've come this far then we're assuming you must be please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Friday morning if you want to get involved in the show, you can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. We're on Instagram, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. That's it for now. Uh, we will see you again in a week. Bye! Bye. Hi, I'm Brian Wong from Crunch Comics and you're listening to the Real Reading Podcast.